Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. So today was the uh, open workout for Dave Allen uh, in preparation for his fight with David Price at the O2 Arena on the 20th, Ju 20th of July uh, on the undercard of Dylan White versus Oscar Rivas. Uh, the open workout was down at the 12 by 3 gym in Paddington, which is a fantastic gym. Uh, so yeah, spoke to Darren Barker, um, asked him about getting a, getting a trainer's license the process of that and amongst other things uh also and then after that uh spoke to dave allen and asked him some questions about the fight also so hope you enjoy this and hopefully we do a podcast on the night itself i uh, hope trying to get the two guys together to try and do that on the night itself and uh, looking forward to it thank you very much blow the belt we'll call it uh episode 49 um the rocky marciano episode and um I'm here at 12 by Freeze in Paddington with uh, former IBF middleweight champion in the world and trainer of Dave Allen, Darren Barker. You're, you've got a license now, mate. I have. I'm, it's two weeks, two weeks old. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon, if I'm honest. Um, I've just said in a previous interview, so, um, boxing has been good to me. Mm. I've uh, got to travel the world. I've, I've achieved some great things. I've you know, managed to represent my country, win medals and, you know, performing in mass, major competitions like the Commonwealth Games winning a gold medal mm. and winning all my you know achievements I have as a pro uh, pro boxer and now I'm a pro coach and yeah it's, uh, it's like it sets up another journey another sort of the second part of my career as involved in the sport so yeah I'm, I'm sort of kind of proud of myself in a weird sort of so way so you should be yeah, yeah I'm, I like to think I'm quite modest that feels weird talking about myself but yeah, I'm kind yeah. Of, yeah, I think I think you know in this life you've obviously achieved a lot, but I think it's important to enjoy enjoy the achievements that we have in this life. And you know, did you have a little shindig after you got the license? Um, no, it was it was a real effort and chore, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, what is that process like? What would well, you have to do? For me, I had to have an interview in front of the Southern Area Council, and I know them all, and it was a formality. I was in and out in ten minutes. Um, there. I had one opportunity to go on a course. It just so happens it was in Motherwell in Scotland and it was the only course that would get me my license in time for the 20th. So I had a nightmare. I had to go up to, I had to drive to Manchester, right. park my car at Manchester. I, didn't, I set off about 12 a.m., 12 mm. got to Manchester at 4, mm. got two speeding tickets, 
uh, which is two, I've got two speeding tickets. Parked up, got a 5 a.m. train up to Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had to sit in a classroom for a day and a half um, listening about the rules and regulations <laughs> of being a pro coach. But to be honest, I, I did learn a fair bit and um, it was beneficial. But then Sunday afternoon at about 2 o'clock, I had to get on the train back to Manchester, get in my car, drive back. So it was, a, it was an effort. <laughs> Those parking tickets, you should really expense them today, really. That's only right. Oh, well, yeah. I think it's only yeah, right. I mean, and, and if he drove, I would give him the points as well, but he doesn't. <laughs> so, obviously, you've, you're in camp now. We're, we're 10 days away. We're 10 days away from, from uh, Dave Allen against Dave Price. Um, David Price. Um, how do you feel camp's gone? Yeah, perfect. If I'm honest, it's gone really well. Um, it helps having one not that long ago against Lucas Brown. We had about two, three weeks off. Um, so it, it's, it's gone great. Um, he's match fit. He's got his eye in. You know, you hear it of other sports, especially footballers, you know, being match fit, being sharp. Yeah. You come into this camp sharp. So it's all about uh, maintaining his fitness, which has been quite easy because he's, he's got his eye on the prize, if you like. Uh, and we've just been able to work on pure tactics mm. um, which has been great which has been ideal uh, nothing's been playing catch up with the fitness so um, yeah we're ready to go now it's, um, it's, it's a huge fight in his career <laughs> this is your first official fight as his trainer but yeah. in a sense it's almost your second fight yeah. after the, the Lucas Brown fight he for me as an observer it almost seemed after that that, that the, the light went off in his head and he, he looked at you and he mimicked the body shot. And for me, it was like a kid showing his dad what he did. Did, did you get that impression as well, that, that that was when the light went off in his head? Do you know what? It was just, um, if you listen, I, I, I know the sport inside out. So if you listen, I'm not going to put you wrong. Um, and I think he's like, yeah, I listened. And it, it paid off sort of thing. And he's doing more of it now. You know, he trusts me. And that's the most important thing. And um, he, he understood when I see him in it I don't think he's ever been told how good of a fighter he is if I'm honest I don't think anyone's ever told him and I've no no reason to blow smoke up his backside I think that would be dangerous if I didn't believe it but uh, the first thing I said in him I stopped him after two rounds uh, the first shadow box he did down there and said look you're a very good boxer why haven't you showed that in the ring do you um, think it's a case of like in the past he's perhaps not taken himself seriously because no, he's a funny exactly, guy I know exactly what it is it's, uh, one is conditioning obviously he's never been in uh, nowhere near enough shape or better, good enough shape to, to, to cause anyone really any problems but uh, it happens with a lot of fighters their main asset, asset can sometimes become their worst asset and with Dave Allen he's got such a great chin he's so durable he's so strong that in his head he can wear anyone down and that will only get you so far um, so now he understands he has to start boxing more and start showing us something else otherwise you will just stay at a level Correct me if I'm wrong, I think David Price is perhaps the tallest man he's fought in his career, uh, in his pro career at least. How, how, did, how did you prepare him for that? I, I was half picturing you like Adam Booth when, when David Hay fought Value with those massive boots on. How did you prepare him for fighting somebody so tall? I think uh, hit what you can. It's not, uh, it's not, again, not rocket science. If you're going to struggle to hit the chin, uh, don't go for it. And uh, that's not really giving much away. Um, I think if Dave lands shots around the body or in an area that is within his reach, you'll get a reaction from, from David Price. It's, it's only natural to do so. Uh, and then you'll start finding the openings a bit more. So 
um, you don't have to do anything like standing on a chair or wearing high heels in my opinion you just do um, the simple stuff to sort of unlock that that puzzle and I think he understands the the sort of tactic against someone like David Price well I hope so anyway it's been a waste of time <laughs> so um, looking looking uh, at, the, at the fight now yeah. um Dave Allen, as uh, he said, he said, you know, he wouldn't be surprised if we got him out there in, you know, inside three rounds. Really, is there a, is there a challenge there to kind of rein him in? Is that kind of what is that going to be a no, challenge? Do you know what? Not in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I don't want to uh, blow out that fire that burns within him, mm. you know. But it's just controlling it in in a correct manner to be able to find uh, the correct shots. Um, that that's just the. the the most difficult part is, you know, in using his brain and not using that uh, desire or that hunger. He's sort of putting it all together and and sort of, I guess, making a. It's up, like putting the perfect recipe together. Yeah. I think if you rely on something too much, you, you'll, you'll come unstuck. So, though I want him to still have that desire and that hunger I don't want him to rely on it and get carried away and do do something out of character well not out of character out of something that I don't want him to do that we've been working on um, so yeah so anything could happen in this fight other than it go past 10 rounds in my opinion yeah. you know it, it's I don't see it going past 10 rounds I think that is it's, in, it's impossible yeah. it's absolutely impossible mm. um, if anyone puts any money on this fight going past 10 rounds they're mad yeah, yeah. I, David Price, it doesn't in the past hasn't shown the engine for it to go to go. That no, long. that's a, that's a big thing, and I think he's he's kicking himself at the way he he sort of stood back against Cash Alley. I think he mm. wanted to let his hands go a little bit more, and he just he just didn't. And I think he's frustrated at the way the fight ended. And I think for this, where's the sort of a last throw of the dice for David Price? I think he's just going to go out there and do what he does try and do what he does best and that is land big shots and, and show everyone how explosive and, you know if he was to knock out Dave Allen what a statement that would be um, so I think his best shot is to go out early and go for it um, but then you then you leave yourself open and vulnerable a couple more questions um, I want to ask Dave this later on Dave hasn't won a pro title in his career so far is that an ambition of his or yeah. is this more about money no it's basically it's, it's, look it's a business, but it's also a sport, you know, the greatest sport in the world, and he wants to have left his mark uh, with a title when he retires, definitely. And I've been driving Eddie mad about getting titles on the line, and, and I, I think it's remarkable. For next week. For next week. <coughs> yeah, I think hopefully he's going to announce something soon. But we haven't had it 100% in concrete and right. confirmed yet. i like there to be a ranking title on the line. Yeah. Um, but that, that isn't good enough. That, that's I want more for Dave I understand boxing I understand that them belts are relevant and they're useful in getting your fighter in the top 10 15 in a, in a governing body therefore warranting you a voluntary uh, shot one day mm. um, but they're only ranking belts you can't dine out and be in a WBA Intercontinental Champion you can't you know you better keep your mouth shut uh, <laughs> and for me um, I think uh, an area title is more credible than a ranking belt to talk about once you finish your career because you could say I was the champion of such and such area whereas a ranking belt you, you can just say that you know I won this belt that put yeah. me in the top 10 top 15 but 
that's another thing. But yeah, uh, I want to win. I want Dave to win or help him win a, a proper credible title one day, whether it's domestic or who knows uh, some sort of world title. You just don't know. I've uh, seen crazier things. Yeah, I've seen crazier things. Trust me. Absolutely. Uh, last question uh, this weekend, just as we're talking about titles, British title, British heavyweight yeah. title this weekend. Yeah. Gorman against Dubois. You're not going to get much from me on this one. No prediction. No. Uh, not really. You know, I just um, I hope. It, it lives up to most scribes' um, impression of the fight. I think they think it's going to be a brilliant fight, and um, I'll be watching it. But if I'm deadly honest, I've been so consumed with this fight, and I and I haven't seen a great deal of both. That um, yeah, I, I, I'll be tuning in, but I, I couldn't really give you an opinion on it. All I know is, or, or, or I, from what I know, I see it as as. I'll probably look at the boy as being favourite, but I couldn't pick a winner. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Cheers, Darren. mate. Thank you very You're much, gentlemen. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, Below the Bone Association with uh, Boxing Monthly, episode forty-nine. I am with Dave Allen. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Wonderful. Liking the t-shirt, mate. Thank you very much. It's a um, pretty old now. I've had it about six, seven years, but it's back fitting me again, which is which is the good part of losing weight. Good target to have, and yeah, getting back in, getting back in my old rascal gear from um, when I left college four years late. So we're we're ten days out from your fight with uh, David Price. How are you feeling? I feel fantastic. I am um, on training more or less straight after the brown fight, so I'm in peak physical condition. I'm in I'm in good spirits, as you can see. Mm. So everything's gone really well. Yeah. You looked, just watching you downstairs at the media, uh, the workout downstairs, you look completely zoned in. You look completely, really, really focused down there. Do you feel more focused for this than perhaps any other fight? I feel very sharp. I feel very fit. I feel healthy. And I think all the things, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're feeling healthy and, and good in yourself, you know, and, and, when, and, when, and when you know for a fact, when, I, when, I'm, hitting, when I'm hitting the pads, I think, you know what, that's sharp. You start to feel a bit better, you start to, you know, yeah, and you start to concentrate, you start to zone, you start to think, yeah, I'm doing all right here, let's keep doing it, let's keep going. And that's the key with this prize fight, the key is to concentrate from round one. The, the, the most important thing in this fight is my concentration, because it's only going to take one lap. Uh, the concentration has been, there, been, there, been, there, been something I've struggled with in the past. You're, I was looking earlier on at the the, book, the bookies odds, and you're pretty strong favourite. You're like nine to four on, and he's quite wide. Does that bring its extra pressure being such a strong favourite? No, because I know for a fact David Price. If he loses to me, it'll break his heart. And um, interesting fact here: yeah. Darren was telling me he, him and David was at the European Games in 2004. Mm. In 2004, I was in year seven at school, and he was at the European Games. Wow. When David Price won his Olympic bronze medal, I was in year 11. So, if he loses to me, it's game over. I never even picked a pair of gloves up, either of them points in my life. Mm. Uh, before I had my first amateur fight, he was the British heavyweight champion, mm. Olympic bronze medalist. If he loses to me, this breaks his heart, and I know for a fact it does. So, um, the pressure's not on me. I'm 27, I, I come again. I've, I've been beat four times, I come back every time. I'm like... Uh, I'm like a form of, I'm like a really bad STI. <laughs> I ain't going anywhere. Just don't go I'll just keep coming back. Like, I'll go away for a little bit. Boom. Mm. You're in the shower. I'm yeah. there. What STI would you describe yourself as, as a fighter? AIDS. Because <laughs> I'm going to, 
Kun sä mennyt siellä, kun ei enää kyllä. No, no, kyllä se lää. No, 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 I was just looking earlier on at your record, and um, is David Price the tallest? Is he the tallest fighter you've ever faced as a pro? I think Dave Howe is similar of similar stature. Can I just say we want the trilogy fight? We want Dave Howe three after this. If Price beats him, we're going to fight Dave Howe before I enter the Love Island Villa. Nick, my question off me, you sob. That was going to be my last question. We'll, get, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, tall. He's tall, very tall. Yeah, he's tall. How do you prepare for that? I don't prepare for it. I just deal with it yeah. I don't prepare for things right. I just deal with them you just deal with them as they come along no matter what size shape they come in I smash straight through it um, I was half expecting Darren Barker to be wearing those big massive boots that Adam Booth wore when David Hay fought value ever don't know if you remember um, I was half expecting him to be wearing those downstairs he's got a bad toe he has got a bad toe yeah. he's also quite tall though mm. he a uh, little bit of knowledge yeah inside knowledge Darren and Darren's his hair. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I've, never seen a, I've never seen a retired fighter look, look as good as him, I have to say. Because he has a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. He does look well, though. What a good looking team. Um, you've, you've obviously boxed a few times for like pro titles, like WBC International, obviously the Commonwealth against Lenroy Thomas. Is that still an ambition for you to, to win titles, or is it more focused on money? I'd like to win a belt, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Mm. I, could just, I could take it to my nan's house and that. But re- realistically, money's the most important thing at this point. I'm 27 years old. Yeah, I, I said downstairs, I've got two dreams in my life. One sort of a nice wife and kids. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice, I'd like that. Also, I'd also like to be a professional boxing trainer and manager who doesn't take a percentage of his fighters unless they become British champion or above. That is my second dream. I would love to train and manage fighters like Danny over there. Yeah. I would love to be in the finance position where I don't have to take anything off them unless they become really successful and they can afford to, to give me a, a very low percentage of what they make. Mm. So that's the dream. That sounds fair. That sounds like a... Like a uh, just just too hard. You don't yeah. make no money out of it. And I would love to give back in a tiny little way to a few little fighters that are good. And, and, and that's, that's where my enjoyment is. I get more enjoyment out of training that lot over there than I do fighting myself. I was just about to say, you've already started at 27, you've already started to think about becoming a trainer yourself. Yeah, because I've got a great boxing brain, I'm just idle, bone idle, mm. very lazy. I can do it all, I just can't be bothered most of the time. Going back in time a little bit, what was the... Because you've said yourself that, you know, perhaps you didn't take it seriously, boxing. What do you, Was there a moment when perhaps the, the light bulb went off and you thought, right, I'm really going to dedicate myself to this? Well, not really, because I lost to Dylan Wine. Mm. I didn't train for... Uh, the Ortiz fight came up, I was even bigger then. Lenroy Thomas came up, I didn't train for that. Should have learnt from that. I didn't... I boxed Tony Oakley in horrendous shape. Then I boxed Nick Webb in even worse shape. Mm. And then I boxed Nebo, I never trained for that. Then the Brocken Wines fight, I never trained for that. So really, I had 22 fights, I lost four, drawn two, and I didn't learn from them lessons. It was only after Brocken Wines fight, which was a win, that I think... My health here could be in, in jeopardy if I keep fighting like that. Because you can't keep fighting like that. Like, you can't. And I want to I 
live a not a long life but like a medium length of life mm. I don't I don't be struggling to get about like 70 odd would be alright um, so I thought I need to start getting it less and start training now to be a little bit fitter because as you go through those Lucas Brown fight I knew it could be a dangerous one if I wasn't fit met Darren Darren um, Darren uh, it's difficult with Darren me and Darren are just mates yeah. he's a world champion yeah. so he says do it I do it so I've got fit trained harder that's, that's all it is essentially Mick Marsden's a very good man, but he was turned my phone off, so he couldn't ring me to wake me up for the gym. I knew he'd ring me at half nine, so the night before, I'd go to bed about three, three four o'clock in the morning, turn my phone off, and then ring him at half eleven and go, Mick, you know what, I've had no signal, mate, I don't know what's going on. But we don't, I can't, I can't do that, so. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Obviously, we, we were talking about titles earlier on, and you, you are interested in them. This weekend, it's uh, Daniel Dubois against uh, Nathan Gorman. Any sort of prediction for that? Not really. It's on BT. Not we, don't interesting. Like, we don't like BT over no. at Matchroom. <laughs> no, um, I think it's a cracking fight. Yeah. I think Joyce and Jennings is a very good fight as well. I think it's a very. I think Williams, Liam Williams, successful fight. Sonny Edwards is. I'm really looking forward to that show actually. Mm. However, a week later at the O2, it's the big one. Yes, it is. It's yes. Alan Price. Yes. White Rivas. Yes, it is. Zora Spielka. Duffield Disease. React Paul Bill and Smith. A Coley TBA. Yeah, that, that's that's where it's going off. So but uh, no, I hope Nathan Gorman wins. Nathan's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. But Dubois can fight. Dubois very good. He's an underrated boxer. Whereas Nathan's a very good boxer, probably underrated a little bit with his power. I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, it's a it's a cracking fight. You got a prediction for that, Scott? Uh, I think Dubois sparks Gorman in about six. Exactly what I've done for Boxing Monthly. It's exactly the prediction I've done I'll, for them. I'll go uh, Gorman on points then. Okay, what about White and Rebass? I think it's a very hard fight. It's not a fight I would be taking because of the other white position. It's a brave choice. I think Rebass can really fight. You've got to, you've got to take your hat off Dylan White, really. I, I think it's a fight. It's a dangerous fight. And if he wins this one, he surely sets a world title fight. But we, we said that before. So, yeah, yeah so um, we'll, have to, we'll have to see what, how it plays out. I think it's a good fight. I think Dylan White's a favourite as he's, he's, a, he's, a big, he's a much bigger man. Well, Rivas can fight for definitely. It's a good fight. And we'll go back to my Love Island question now. So you've done Babe Station, you've done a podcast. Love Island interests you? It clearly does. Well, you know, if Price beats me, yeah, probably my best option, really. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd clean up. Yeah. I think I'd absolutely clean up. To be honest. Well, like obviously, like Tommy Fury's doing it, and he doesn't really have a name. How do you feel about boxers trying to do that to get like mainstream attention? I think it's fantastic. I don't think Tommy will ever have to box again if he doesn't want to. I don't think he will. I think he'll just do the celebrity circuit, bit of modelling, bit of this and that. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, where is Tommy's better looking than me? I know for a fact he ain't funnier than me. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? I'm not even sure he's better looking than you, mate. Well, neither am I, but I like to be modest as well. I'm more modest than him as well, then. Mm-hmm. Clearly. So that's three for three. Yeah. But, uh, nah, go on. If I don't want, I'm going to get my protege, Danny Mell, on there, because he can't fight for Tuffy. But, is that uh, legal? How is it? He's 18 when the, when the next series comes okay, out. Okay. So we're going to chuck Danny on. Pop his cherry. If he doesn't start to improve in the gym, I told him, you're going on Love Island, son. That's it. All right, Scott. Dave, thank you so much for your time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. 
Barata, papa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado.